Welcome back to the Fantasy Front Office Podcast for episode 19, week of August 21st, 2017. With me in the front office this week is Phil. We had to put Keith and Todd on the 10-day DL. Hopefully they'll be back with us next week. And this week we're going to kick it off with some first half versus second half. Good, the bad, and pretty much if you're bad, it's ugly. So kicking off this week, Phil, take it away with the good. All right, so the first guy that kind of stands out, pretty universally owned, but I still wanted to talk about him, is Manny Machado. As bad as he was in the first half, um, you know, batting 220 at times with very little power. I mean, he had some power, but uh, moral of the story is now he decided, I guess, he's not going to take any walks. He's just going to hit for power. So he's uh, he's got eight home runs, and he's batting 347 over his last uh, 30 days. So that's something that, I mean, 19, RBI, or 19 runs scored in 32 RBIs, so... He's still not stealing bases like we want, but, I mean, if he's going to bat 330, 340 uh, and with some power, I think we'll take that, especially with the shortstop eligibility, that kind of stuff. Um, What are you thinking about him? Oh, for sure. Well, it, it does appear that he's taking less pitches per plate appearance in this second half kind of a see ball hit ball kind of attitude at this point. So if right. he sees something straight and hard, he's going to hit it. So, I mean, it's... It's pretty much, if he's seeing a fastball, he's going to knock it as hard as he can. And it appears to be paying off dividends because this second half, he is tearing it up so far. Yeah, which is why you always want to invest in skill sets and not just invest in like hot players. Um, Manny Machado was, you know, a first round pick for a reason. I mean, he was one of the best players in the major leagues. So um, definitely keep an eye on him for next year. He's going to be probably a first or second round pick then too. Um, another guy to kind of keep an eye on for next year. He's probably, again, pretty universally owned. But, again, I just want to talk about him because he's, he was the, the same exact thing. I mean, Alex Bregman was drafted maybe a little bit too high this year. Um, but, you know, he struggled mightily first half of the year. And I actually traded a $6 Bregman away. Um, and then as soon as I traded him away, he decides, uh, I'm going to go ahead and hit 330 now uh, with some power, get some stolen bases, and, uh, you know, get, get some nice walks as well. So he pretty much sprinkles in everything that you need from the fantasy aspect. Oh, and by the way, he went ahead and added shortstop eligibility because uh, Correa got injured too. So no big deal on that either. Um, so I'm <laughs> – not 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 frustrated at all with that one. Um, right, but it's it it's something show. that he's going to be eligible even next year. Like he's played enough to get it this year, but also he's going to have enough uh enough games started to keep him eligible next year in most formats at shortstop. Um, right. ESPN's the hardest one to make, and, and he's there, so he should be good. I mean, in half the amount of at-bats, less than half, he's pretty much uh, at or on pace to match what he did in the first half. Like, he hit right. eight in the first, eight home runs in the first half. He's already at seven. 27 RBI in the first half, he's already at 21. Um, stolen bases, as you were saying, he had eight in the first half. He's already at five in the second and just uh, just really tearing it up. Six six forty slug, uh, one thousand. Uh, let's see, one oh four three OPS. Just tearing the cover off the ball. And yeah, I mean, just he as bad as he was at the beginning of the year, he's got his batting average up to two seventy seven, which is no longer a liability. You're actually more of an asset at that point. It's weird to think of it that way, but you really are. 
Um, and then also his on base percentage is up to 358. Yeah. I mean, this guy was this guy wasn't doing anything at the beginning of the year, and now he's doing everything that you're wanting from him. He could have a 2020 season with as bad as he was, and end up with a 285 batting average and like a 365 on base, which is nuts to believe. You know, after his first half, and and again, by the way, he's a shortstop now. So how yeah. awesome is that? Well, he he is having some struggles against right-handed pitchers. Lefties, he's hitting a, at a 330 clip. Righties, he's 257, but it's on the incline. So it's going up in this second half. So definitely keep an eye out for him. Um, Yeah, let's move on to the next guy. Sure. Uh, So Eduardo Nunez is another guy that, you know... I hate to kind of beat the dead horse on these guys that are universally owned, but I just wanted to talk about him a little bit because going from, you know, what, where was he at the giants to Boston, as soon as he got over there, I guess a, a light switch flipped and he went from a team that was just doing nothing and being miserable all day, every day to a team that was in first place and, and winning. So I guess, you know, the culture difference just made him want to play harder, but it seems like he gets a hit like every day. I know the last few days he's uh, he's slowed down a little bit, but he's a guy that has elite speed. Um, I'm sure he probably passed your trade deadline, so this is more like a something for next year, but he plays all over the place. Uh, shortstop this year, second base, third base, and outfield. Pretty much a, a Swiss Army knife, so I like yes, guys like that. He is definitely a secret weapon. Uh, last 30 days, batting almost 380 with a 986 OPS, so definitely keep him in mind for next year going in and playing on the Red Sox he's going to get a lot of at bats and they're going to be quality definitely in that AL East absolutely and one more guy to kind of go down that same rabbit hole is Brian Dozier I don't know what it is about him in the second half but (laughs) he just I guess decides that I'm going to hit all these home runs in the second half and he's pretty much being overshadowed by Stan we'll talk about him a little bit later uh, in a different segment but Man, oh man. I mean, he's got 10 home runs just in his last 30 days. Um, I mean, he's not getting that many RBIs because the Twins are, mm, I guess, not that great. Yeah, they're not. They're not getting on base ahead of him. Right, exactly. But, I mean, he's batting almost 290. He's batting 288 over his last 30 days. Um, you know, getting his season average up to 260. God. And so and now he's got 25 home runs and 11 stolen bases. So that's pretty respectable for a second baseman. You add on, you know, maybe he gets another six, seven home runs. He gets ends up with 30 home runs from second base. That's pretty much what you're looking for when you draft them. So it's uh, kind of cool how guys like that can just turn it on at the end of the year and just say, you know what, these are what I want my numbers to be, and that's where they end up. Well, is it something about it, it finally warmed up in Minnesota? <laughs> like, it, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, he he's walking at a better clip. Like, he had yeah. 39 walks in the first half through 330 at-bats. Through 140 at bats post All Star break, he's already at 17. So he's well on his way to matching his walk total in nearly half the games. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much about that to be honest with you. I didn't look into the walk rate. Uh, well, that difference. that was just one thing that stood out because his on base percentage jumped from 328 to now 382. Wow. Uh, and yeah, it, it, it's still climbing. Um, it, it, might be, it might be something where he just consciously saw something where he was doing or, you know, saw something on film and, and consciously made a decision to do something different and, you know, made that adjustment. And then now pitchers are needing to make an adjustment back the other way. 
um, which probably actually happened last year in the second half too. And then he just went off and then they studied the tape and we're like, oh, this is what he was doing. This is how they get him out. And he kind of shuffled it up again at the second half. For sure. Um, one last guy that is on the good is going to be Gary Sanchez. El Kraken. And and to, to be honest with you, I mean, I didn't believe about in Gary Sanchez and I probably said that several times here on the podcast. Um, he wasn't really a hitting prospect. So why would I think that he's going to hit 30 home runs in the major leagues? And for whatever reason, he's doing it. And ever since he came up last year, I think they showed a stat that he has months as an Aaron Judge, um, you know, every game uh, since he actually got called up. So. Right. So let's let's look at this. He's played in 145 games at the major league level. Right. Um, so that's that's typically a full season for a catcher, right? Right. Roughly, yeah. Roughly. 93 runs, 151 hits, 27 doubles, 43 home runs. Is that good? 107 RBI, and he's he's kind of mediocre on strikeouts, 151 strikeouts, but a 280 average for a career. Yeah, I mean that's that's unbelievable I mean that's from, from elite catcher. elite catcher. So I don't I don't think you could even find anyone that's <laughs> remotely close, and and that's not even you know that's not being facetious. Like Posey's great. Posey's consistent. Posey's not anywhere close to numbers like that. No, and he, and he never has been. Posey's been a batting average with some solid pop, and he plays in the middle of the lineup, so he gets some decent runs and decent RBIs. But he's never been a guy that's going to hit you, you know, what would you say, like 110 RBIs, uh, 40 home runs, something yeah, like that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's his first full season. That's not his best full season, probably. So um, I'm a believer. As long as he stays in Yankee, uh, Yankee pinstripes, then I think that he could legitimately have a chance at being one of the greatest catchers of all time which is crazy to say because, I mean, he's got the defense to kind of back it up, and that's what he came up as, is an amazing defender. But now he's hitting the cover off the ball somehow, so it's yeah, pretty as, awesome to see. As long as he doesn't slack on that defense, he'll stay at catcher for a long while. Yeah, I agree. All right, it's time to look at some of the ugly, and we're actually going to look at Gary Sanchez's teammate, Aaron Judge has not been great since the All-Star break. Mm-mm, no. Um, so all of these stats that I talk about are like the past 30 days. Um, so he does still have some decent power. He's got six home runs, but eight RBIs and uh, let's see, 172 batting average. Now he is still taking some walks. Maybe it's just people are pitching around and pitching outside the zone and making him chase, and and he's actually going for him now instead of you know laying off those pitches like he was in the uh, before the season. So he's still taking some walks. He's got a 3.36 on base percentage, which I mean 160 point difference between your average and your on base is a pretty huge gap to be honest with you. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I think that that pretty much just shows exactly what I was just saying, that he is a guy that they are not giving him a pitch to hit. And, you know, when they make a mistake, they make a mistake and he hits it out of the park. But at the same time, when they make a good pitch, it seems like he's going to be striking out a lot. So, um, you they're know, not giving it, they're not giving in to him anymore. Yeah. Looking at his, his actual splits pre all-star versus post all-star, um, oh, bad. a little wider range. He's actually walking at about the same rate. He's striking out slightly higher, like percentage points higher, not like 5, 10% higher. It's, it's close range-wise. 
Yeah. I think he's just more unlucky at this time because the stuff he's putting into play isn't getting by people. Let's double check that. Let's go straight to the BABIP. All right, so his BABIP first half was 426. <laughs> totally unsustainable by any account. Yeah. Unless you're Jose Altuve or Joey Votto, maybe. But his second half BABIP is 233. Yeah, that's not great. No, that's... It's kind of the law of averages bringing things back to earth, really. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he's just not been lucky in this second half. So I would say you're looking at more or less what you're going to see the rest of the way from him. And it's not great. He may be able to get that batting average from 169 up to 200 in the second half. But yeah, I... I don't see I don't see him finishing higher than 275 on his batting average for the what's, season. What's funny is is that we were setting that a couple of weeks ago like right after the All-Star break as as the over under of what he would hit for the second half and now it's crazy to say that you know he's or not crazy to say that it's potentially you know the over under for his season batting average which after right? what was it three three thirteen or whatever it was uh, at the break? Uh, so, I it mean, was that's... it was much higher than that even. Let's see, it, it was, was three twenty nine. Three twenty nine. Oh yeah, it was like three thirteen, like a couple of games after the All Star break. That's what yeah. it was because he went like over like whatever it was. I mean, granted, that's kind of. Uh... It's, is that the curse of the, the the home run derby? Well, I mean, curse of the home run derby, you got Stanton over there hitting a home run every day, so I don't know about curse of the home run derby. <laughs> well, he's been around a little while. Yeah, and, I mean, I Well, and you can't even... I think it's curse of law of averages, like you were saying before. Yeah, because even, even Bellinger is doing better in the second half than he was the first. But right. we're going to get to Bellinger later. Don't worry. He's definitely on our schedule today. Anyway, so after Judge, uh, yeah, pretty much you're looking at what you're going to get from Judge the rest of the season. Yes, there will be home runs, but you're going to have to take a lot of ugliness with that. Right, so I agree with that for sure. It's really kind of, if you're rostering him just for the home runs, you're going to get home runs. But, I mean, you could almost make the same argument for uh, somebody else we like to argue about on this show, Joey Gallo. So, right. all right, on to the next one. Another ugly one. And we don't really want to talk about this too long, but he's a reliever. Uh, yeah. Chris Davinsky. Well, he was a guy that I talked about at the beginning of the year. And and by no stretch of the imagination is he being, like, absolutely miserable. So maybe he could have been in the bad section. Yeah, um, he, but, he was more bad than ugly. But the thing about it is he has to be absolutely perfect to be valuable in, in any league. And he hasn't been recently. So I just wanted to at least acknowledge that I pumped up Chris Davinsky in the first half, and he was great, and since then he hasn't been so great. So that's pretty much where I wanted to go with that. Oh. Like you said, I, I didn't want to hit it too hard, but, um, you know, Davinsky was nothing short of aw awesome at the beginning of the year, and um, he's not so great right now. No, he's. it looks like he might be having a little more, not necessarily control issue. Um, that is he, what it is. He's yeah. he, He's been walking a lot of guys lately. That's what it's, it's inflated his whip and, and, you know, makes it where he can't go a couple innings because um, he's throwing extra pitches. So. I mean, is that, that, that really is? Yeah. Could you call that fatigue? Like was he? I think he threw quite. A, I think he threw quite a few uh, innings last year, didn't he? Because he was a starter last year. 
Yeah, he had 48 games last year, 108 innings. Uh, this year, he's already at 49 games and 63 innings. But yeah. I, I, I guess it could be the type of stress that you're putting on your arm coming in as a reliever multiple days in a row versus what you're doing as a starter. Yeah, that might that might be something to do with it. Because when you're coming out there as a starter, you're planning on going five, six, seven innings. So you're not you're not going at eleven the whole time. You're trying to manage your way through a game. Whereas when you come in as a reliever, that stress on your your body is you crank it up to eleven and you just give it all you got for an inning. Yeah, but he's really not that guy anyways, though. He relies on that changeup. I don't, I don't know how often you watch him, but he relies on his changeup pretty often, and that changeup is nasty. But the problem right now is, is he can't locate his fastball, so he never gets to his changeup, and that's that's really what his issue's been recently. Ah, gotcha. So it, 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 I think it might be something between the ears where he doesn't, and you know, he just knows his fastball's getting hit, and maybe that's what it is. Um, but his changeup is still probably one of the best five, seven pitches in, in all of baseball. Yeah, he's actually getting hit a lot more now. Uh, guys are getting almost a 350 on base percentage against him. Uh-huh. And a 560 slug. Yeah, that's not going to help you right now. Definitely. All right, next guy, we're going to go back to the bats. Domingo Santana. I know Keith was p- kind of pimping him out in the first half, and he's not here to defend himself, so let's tear him a new one here. Well, he wasn't the only guy pimping him out. I mean, <laughs> I was I was somebody that I hadn't picked him up a couple leagues, and I hadn't picked as a potential keeper in a couple of those leagues, but I'm not so sure anymore. Um, he's been 184 over his last 30 days. His on-base percentage is, is just below 300. And, uh, you know, he's only got four home runs with a couple of stolen bases. But the main problem is he's not getting any hits at all. I mean, he's just the guy that really hasn't done anything over his last, let's say, 30 days, maybe even a little farther back than that to the All-Star break. Um, he's, he's, man, oh, man, it was fun to watch him play earlier in the year. But right now he had a great stretch. But right now he's doing the absolute opposite. I think it's kind of more of the uh, Aaron Judge effect, though. Yeah, yeah. Just he's, lucky, lucky versus unlucky. Yeah, he's not been great in the second half. I, I had him pegged if I was able to get him as somebody that I would be looking to keep. Um, more than likely, if you're in a, a league with salary restrictions, you probably got him fairly cheap. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's kind of borderline right now. He's not doing well. He's not walking at a good clip and strike. He, it, it appears his strikeouts are higher in this second half so far. So uh-huh. somebody to watch out for, keep an eye on, keep him on a watch list, backburner him and see if he turns things around. Um, cause I know Milwaukee's going to need him if they're going to try to catch or keep ahead of the Diamondbacks in that wild card race. I think they're trying to, I think they're looking more for the Cubs than anything. Cause as a Cardinals fan, we were, uh, tied for a game and a half behind the Cubs as of like a couple of days ago. So, um, I think that's kind of more what we're looking, uh, as, as central division guys is trying to catch those Cubs. That division win. Well, not only that, I mean, I think it's just more realistic cause I think we're like four games back from, or five games back from the wild card Ugh, something I, it, it was it was a bigger it was a bigger gap between the wild card than it was for the division so 
Yeah. I don't know. The Diamondbacks have not been doing well this past few weeks. I mean, yeah. we were just swept by the Twins. <laughs> yeah, the Twins aren't great either. No. Which leads me to my next guy. Uh, Miguel Sano, he's, uh, wow. I I just don't even know what to say. That's Uh, your boy. That is my boy. And man, oh man, I, I wish it wasn't. Um, I think he's leading the major leagues in strikeouts, if I'm reading this correctly. Uh, he's got 170 right now. That's not great, in case you're wondering. Uh, he still has the pop, but I mean, for the second half, he really hasn't done much. Let's go for the last 30 days. He's got five home runs. He's batting 236. And a 303 on base percentage. So earlier in the year, when he was taking walks just like Judge, um, now he's not, and he's still striking out at a higher rate and not hitting as many home runs. So uh, I don't know what's going on with Miguel Sano. Obviously, he just went on the DL, um, but I don't, I don't think that's going to be something that will linger too long. But uh, long term, I think I have more concerns about Miguel Sano than I did, you know, at the beginning of the year, uh, whenever he was crushing the ball. Yeah, his his walk rate, he had 44 in the first half. He has 10 so far in the second. So he's reduced that walk rate. And on base percentage, he lost almost 50 points. So, right. Uh, it's it's yeah, a it's tough one. Sure isn't fun. And no. I can say that from a, an owner in uh, four leagues that I own Snow. And I had a great first half and the second half, not so much. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the arms because it's always an arms race in the majors. These it, two guys have yep. been atrocious. Um, let's go to Houston again. <laughs> And Mike fires. Uh, yeah, we, we were waiting on the implosion, and it's happened. Didn't we talk about Mike fires and and say that it was going to happen at some point recently? Oh like, yeah, we we were all, all right. talking about it. Keith was talking about it, and it it's just you were waiting on it to happen. Right. So for his last thirty days, he's got a seven thirty six ERA and a one point seven one WHIP and a one point six strikeout to walk rate. Um, so that's not great on any level and not surprisingly, he has zero quality starts and zero wins in that span. Um, so basically he's doing everything as bad as he can without giving you any possible help other than he has struck out 24 guys in 25 innings. So I guess he's not dragging every category down, (laughs) but just like every other one. Um, so no big right, deal or so, anything. So I saw this tweet from Roto Gut, and he kind of broke it down on Mike Fire's season. Between April and May, he gave up 18 home runs and 10 starts. Then he just went shut down pitcher in June and July, gave up four home runs in 10 starts. And since the calendar turned to August, through four starts, he's given up eight home runs. Is that good? No. Okay. So it, he's definitely someone that I would not be streaming right now. I would not want anything to do with him because he's he's too much of a liability at this point. The implosion has started and don't see it ending right now. It's like when you own on Baldo Jimenez and you're getting those good, good quality starts back to back to back and you just know, know deep down in your soul that it's there's today no, the day. <laughs> there's no chance that this is going to continue and and so you cut bait and some other fool picks him up and you watch him give up eight earned in like two innings and you're like, that a boy, Phil. That a boy. <laughs> you, ever pat yourself, you ever pat yourself on the back whenever you do that? You're just like, you know what, Embaldo, 
you have a one ERA for your last five stars, but you're not keeping this up, and I'm still going to drop you. That's what you need to do with guys like Mike Fires sometimes is just be the preemptive uh, before he destroys your ERA for the week or, you know, season if you're in Roto. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. All right, let's go to our last name in the ugly category. And somebody who was a surprise in the first half and has seemingly fallen back to earth in this second half. And that well, is Jason Vargas. Well, at least I wasn't completely wrong about the Urias <laughs> versus Vargas bet. Um, I don't think anybody wins that bet, and especially since I already lost because Urias is no longer uh, with a ligament in his elbow. Um, that that seems to be a problem for pitchers nowadays, I hear. Uh, but Vargas has been just terrible. Uh, 546 ERA, 1-5-6 uh, whip. Um, now strikeout the walk is right at two uh, over his last 30 days. Um, I mean, he really can't do anything right. Whenever the beginning of the year, he couldn't do anything wrong. I mean, he's still 14 and seven on the year. And what is his overall ERA still hovering around three and a half, but yeah, man, oh man, he, he doesn't get very many strikeouts either. So he's just somebody that's pretty much in my opinion, going to hurt you across the board. Oh, oh, for sure. Uh, the first half through 106 innings, he had a 2.62 ERA. He was 12 and three, and just seemingly unhittable. He had a 2.44 average against. Well, in the second half, through 34 innings, seven games, he's two and four with a 6.62 ERA, and opponents are batting 3.05 off of him. Wow. And it appeared he's walking batters at twice the rate that he was in the first half. I hear that's bad for your uh, stat line. Oh, it's not going to be good. So I would be avoiding him like the plague. <sighs> he's 34 years old, so he's not going to get any better. Huh. It's too bad Urias isn't still thrown. I might have had a chance on that. Bet. You might have. <laughs> with how, with, even with how good Vargas did the first half, I think he kind of set himself back the second half. Let me see where he's at overall for, like, the player raider. Nah, he's still hovering around, like, 30 in one of the leagues I'm in. So, nah. yeah, there's there's no way. Yeah, I, I lost that bet on the day that I made it. All right, so that's the good, the bad, and the ugly. I have one player that's a surprise. Like, I pretty much... me, too. Yeah, I I pretty much wrote him off as over the hill, just no shot being one of the elite pitchers. And surprisingly, he's sitting with a 239 ERA. He's 12 and 5, 150 strikeouts, and a 1-1-2 whip. Starting for the Washington Nationals, Gio Gonzalez. Uh, I I don't know what else to say. He's keeping opponents at a 204 average, and he has just been lights out this year. He wasn't even on my radar at all. Yeah, me neither, to be honest with you. I mean, he started off last year, and he did you know pretty decent at the beginning of the year. But I tried to trade him to like every single person that would even answer a phone call. Uh, <laughs> but you know, my mom calls me, and I'm like, "Mom, you want Gio Gonzalez just out of habit?" Uh, but to be serious, like, I don't know what, where this came from either, because the first half of last year, not maybe not the first half, maybe the first month and a half, uh, Gio looked great. And ever since then, he did not look so great. Maybe he was injured. I don't know. I'm Uh, wondering the same thing because even at the beginning of this year, he was good in the first half, not elite, but good. Right. 286 ERA in the first half, seven and four. 
Uh, I know they had some closer issues, so uh, some of those losses, yeah, weren't weren't all that great. Um, kept opponents at a 220 average. Second half so far, he's five and one, a 1.29 ERA in 48 innings, and a 1.69 batting average against. He has been keeping people off the bases, and uh, I think there's only a couple guys ahead of him for ERA in the league. Oh yeah, like lowest oh, yeah. lowest ERA. You're you're looking at Kershaw who's injured, and let's see who the other one is. I know there's two guys. Well, I mean, this guy has a 3.6 career ERA. So, but he had one. Uh you know pretty decent stretch when he was younger um three-year run whenever he was with oakland uh and and when he first got to to washington so um it was only his last couple of years that he you know trended downhill and and again maybe it was just something where he was injured or something because that uh i think actually it's probably more just unlucky because his fip was three seven six last year um, so maybe it was just we wrote him off um, a little bit too early yeah, so eligible pitchers, you're looking at Kershaw at 204 ERA, Scherzer to 5 ERA, Alex Wood is borderline eligible at 2.3, and then you have Gio Gonzalez. There's uh, Chris. That's crazy to me. Chris Sale is sitting at 267. Uh, James Paxton's right there at 278. So this. It's a surprise season from Gio, and he's somebody to keep on your radar. He's only 31, so he's right borderline prime pitching. Uh, and I'm willing to write off the last couple of years and maybe an injury and just say that maybe he's finally healthy. And didn't they change up their catching situation as well? Yeah, last year they had uh, Kurt Suzuki or something like that last year. They get leaders this year. They did. Is it Weeders? Yeah, it's Weeders. Weeders is their catcher this year. Last year, I know they had kind of had a revolving door. Yeah, their catcher but, last year was Wilson Ramos. Mm, yeah, that's what it was because they he did really really well and then got hurt. Yeah, and then they didn't resign him and he resigned with Tampa Bay. Two year yeah. deal. Anywho, but yeah, so Geo is still you know thirty is a little old for my taste uh, for a pitcher at least. Um, you know, they start to kind of go downhill, which is why I believed at 30 last year that he just wasn't really the same guy. But if he can bring another season like this next year, um, maybe he's one of the guys that can kind of defy it and pick his spots and challenge guys when he needs to, but kind of nibble whenever he needs to as well. So, um, you know, there are very, very few guys that can pitch into their 30s um, deep, but he might be one of them because, you know, he's got the stuff behind it as far as uh, in between his ears. He knows how to pitch. He's been there for, you know, 10 years already. So Yeah, he's definitely somebody to keep on the radar. And, yeah, that Weeder's coming in. I think he's a better game caller and pitch framer than Ramos was which does make huge differences with good pitchers, can elevate them. Um, it does sound right, yeah. Because, I mean, look at what the Diamondbacks did with Zach Grinke. Last year, he was kind of all over the place with... Uh, Wellington? Wellington Castillo. Yeah. And Wellington was not a good pitch framer. He had a decent bat, but brought in a bunch of excellent pitch framers and game callers this year. And all of a sudden, Grinky is pretty much lights out at home, which is tough pitching in Chase Field. Right. I mean, I think he's 11-1, and 12-1, something like that at home. And just, 
insane numbers this year. So definitely something to keep in mind. All right, well, let's uh, let's dig into the mailbag here. First up, this question is coming in from at Captain S. Rogers. Thank you, Captain Rogers. Is it safe to start Bellinger in my playoffs this week? Appears to be a head-to-head matchup. Bellinger is dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury. He rolled that uh, a couple days ago, and uh, it's kind of tough. He's day-to-day, and you never know with an ankle. Now, my question would be, is it a weekly league or is it a you know a daily, daily transaction league? Because if it's daily transaction, just sub him in whenever he actually plays. But if you have to make a decision by you know the beginning of the week, we're already recording and can't make <laughs> yeah, a decision. It's too late yet. for you, really. Um, but so that really doesn't help you at this point. But I would still say you probably have to sit him because you know he's, he's not going to be playing uh, most likely the first couple of games. And if you're in the playoffs, man, if you have anybody else that's a warm body that's kind of going to contribute some stats to be first couple of games i feel like you kind of have to go that route because a bird in the hand is you know better than two in the bush as they say i don't know i never really caught a bird though so i don't know (laughs) valid point all right we are gonna kind of evaluate this trade for nick so this trade he is getting uh bellinger but he's having to give up braun d gordon and kniebel it's a head-to-head 10 team league he's wondering is this a good deal yeah i don't think so um braun is a pretty similar player braun might not be as good but you know he's not that far of a step down from bellinger um and then you throw in a guy with uh, what roughly 40 stolen bases in D roughly and probably a top five closer in Kniebel. Um, I think that one's pretty safe to say that uh, you probably shouldn't have accepted that one. Yeah, definitely not in a keeper league. Granted, if you're oh. if you're going in a redraft, oh, that's tempting. I I would definitely have to think about it and no more of the roster makeup, but. Yeah, keeper league. I, I I wouldn't pull the trigger on that. I'm I'm usually the one telling, and and cousin Nolan's gonna make an appearance, but hey. um, I'm usually the one telling cousin Nolan to uh, do a two for one trade or maybe a three for one trade. But I don't think Bellinger would be the guy that I would sign off on trading for, uh, especially at this point. I think it would be have to be somebody, you know, a, a tier higher than that for me to want to give up those guys is, is the way that I would look at it. All right. And our third question today. This one comes in from Bocce Greg. Please rank rest of season in a head-to-head these three outfielders. Dexter Fowler, Aaron Hicks, and Hunter Pence. Now, just what did to Keith say, yeah, the Keith. <laughs> I, I'm translating what he said a little bit. Uh, Keith said Fowler, then Hicks, and essentially 20 feet of crap, then Hunter Pence. I think I pretty much agree with his assessment, but I think I would probably switch the top two and then you know kind of say the exact <sighs> same thing between Fowler and Pence because. Man, oh man, I am not a Pence believer, and I feel like that all he's done has been injured the last couple of years and not produced, so it was pretty awesome when he was consistently doing, what was it, like, I think he, I have to look it up, because he hit the same exact amount of home runs for, I think it was three years in a row, Um, and I think it was something crazy, like the same number of runs or something like that, too. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I would definitely be swapping the two. I I would be flipping the two between Hicks and Fowler. I would go Hicks, 
Fowler and then Pence somewhere down the line. Uh, just based off of the seasons, Hicks has played in ooh, about a third less games and he's matching him in most categories. And since he's come off the DL, he's been pretty productive so far, and I expect him to keep pace with what he was doing. Yeah, I was right. So Pence in 08, 09, and 10 had 25 home runs, and in 09 and 10, he had a 282 batting average at the same time. So he was pretty much the exact same player for like three years straight, and then kind of switched up a little bit on us. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah, he's not, not much. I mean, he's he has a not very big variance between his home runs. I mean, it's, you know, 25, 22, 24, 27, 20. It was, you know, the injury plagued last three years that have been really the anomalies. Yeah, those those injuries, you're, you're bound to see him injured again. Oh, yeah, that is that is a for sure. He's only owned in 20% of leagues, so that kind of tells you where people are at with Hunter Pence right now. Um, yeah, pretty much. Well, any final news? Any final topics there? No, uh, there was a solar eclipse there. That was pretty chill. Yeah, hopefully you guys didn't burn your eyeballs out. Like, and you'll be able uh, to... your buddy? Yeah, well. We almost had an incident with the eclipse, but we escaped all bodily harm. Anyway, we will wrap up this week's episode. Phil, where can the people find you? I am Phil, and I am at the Baseball Jedi. All right, you can find Keith at Fantasy underscore Keith. Find Todd at Goalie Happens. Find myself, Jeremy, at Front Office Jer. And of course, tweet at the podcast at Fan Front Office and visit the website fanfrontofficepodcast.com. And good luck in the playoffs this week. Until next week, we have been the Fantasy Front Office. Go Cardinals.